the title of this morning's message is His Great Love. Our magnificent God who we have worshipped here this morning. What comes to your mind when you think about it? Because I think there's a lot of people out there and they think of Him the wrong way. For some it might be, oh, God's like a police officer. He's just trying to hunt me down and... Uh, have me pay the penalties for the things that I've done wrong. For some people, it might be like he's some form of mean judge. Uh, for some people out there, they might just think he's like, you know, a bit of a kind of a grandfather figure and doesn't want to, you know, do anything to unsettle us. And, uh, you know, there's just all these different ways that people look at God. I think about when you sometimes see an insurance thing and then it's got acts of God, you know, on your insurance form and you're like, is that how some people just see God when there's some catastrophic, you know, event? They're like, oh, that's God. And how should we see God? And how do we see God here today? And I think without a shadow of a doubt, one of the truths that we need to carry and have full revelation is God's great love for us. His great love for you. Not just his great love for the person next to you, but his great love for you. And that is what I believe we need to carry in such a deep way in our lives for this day and for this hour. Do you really believe it today? My prayer is that it would be a, a very clear yes, and it would be a yes that would carry you through in this life that there would be this deep, solid conviction based on the truth out of the Word of God and it would become a great strength and a solid foundation of your life as you walk this earth knowing that you know that you know that God loves you and He loves you deeply and He's for you. And I think this is something we have to be deeply convinced and know that it's for us because it will impact your life, and it is the truth. St. Augustine said, the whole Bible does nothing but tell of God's love. Nothing but tells of God's love. The Word of God, the Bible, that's what it does. Cardinal Raniero Candela Macessa, who is, uh, was, has done a lot of preaching to the Pope, says this, this is the message that supports and explains all the other messages. The love of God is an answer to the whys in the Bible, the why of creation, the why of the incarnation, the why of redemption. If the written word of the Bible could be changed into a spoken word and become one single voice, this voice more powerful than the roaring of the sea would cry out, the Father loves you. The Father loves you. And I want us to hear that loud and clear today. The Father loves you. David in the Old Testament has a great revelation. and We see it come out in his writings of who God is and this, this way that God loves his people and he cares about the individual. Psalms 86, 13, for great is your steadfast love towards me. Psalms 86, 15, But you, O Lord, are a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. 
frequently through the Word of God, the word steadfast is seen right next to where it says the love of God. This steadfast love of God. Because we know in life there are so many times where conditions are put on relationships and we're judged sometimes conditionally, but God's not about that. It is a steadfast love from Him. It doesn't waver. It doesn't weaken. It's steadfast. It remains. And it's for us all. We're going to base this morning out of a passage of Scripture in Romans 8. And I'm reading through Romans at the moment as part of my Bible in a Year program. And I'd encourage you, if you're like not reading much at the moment, or you want to go to something that's got some great depth to it, I'd encourage you to open up Romans. I would think Romans is like a burger with the works. Like I'm talking the burger with pineapple. That's doable. I'll pay that in a burger. It's, the, it's got like bacon in it. I'm talking it's got a couple of patties in it. It's got all the good stuff like beetroot in it. It's like, you know, it's got the eggs in there. Like Romans is like the works burger with the fries on the side, with all the dips you can imagine, the aioli and the tomato, whatever you like. It's, it's meaty. But man, it is good for us to, to seek in and, uh, and set our, our eyes on what the, uh, the truths that come out of Romans. And in Romans 8, picking up in 31, it says, If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also... With him graciously give us all things. Who shall bring any change against God's elect? It is, is it God who justifies? Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised. Who is at the right hand of God. Who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness... Danger or the sword, as it is written, for your sake we have been killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things that come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. What a passage. What a passage. You can just taste that burger. You've taken a couple of mouthfuls as you've read that. But great truths. As we unpackage that here this morning, there's so much in there for us. I love that first line. If God is for us, who can be against us? When God is for us, there is nothing there is nothing that can overtake that. When He is for us, nothing can come against us. This makes me feel good. Because <laughs> there are times in life where you feel like there is a whole lot going against you. But if God is for us, these things do not and should not overtake that. And the world needs to know this. Satan's the one who's against them. Our God is for them. <laughs> Because God is for you, doesn't matter what the forces of hell may be against you, they're nothing compared to our God. 
And never think of Satan as the opposite of God, because he actually isn't the opposite of God. You can't put them in the same category. God is the infinite, the eternal creator. Satan is the finite created being. In no way is he opposite to God. He might be opposite to like an angel, but not to God. God is far beyond. Far beyond. And all the forces of the enemy, the forces of hell may come against you, but they're nothing compared to the power that is available to us because God is for us. He is for us. And it says there in verse 32, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. He gave him up because of love. He gave him up. The price tag could not have been bigger, but the love was at its greatest. And God's one and only son was given up for us. If you remember one thing today, remember that because of the cross, that's the proof of God's love for you. God's love for you. And that was a sacrifice. As a parent, there's, I don't know if there's much harder as a parent when you see one of your children in distress and pain or agony from an accident or something. And man, you just want to do sometimes so much more than you, you could. You just, it just gets you in the heart. There's just such this deep love for them and you know, and you just want to almost be in their place sometimes. But God had to offer His only Son, and He did it because He loved. It was an act of pure love. And it was a brutal crucifixion that Jesus went through. The Romans were really good at administering absolute agony and pain to the pace of death. And Jesus went through that for us. And I want to remind us, that he was given up, and he was given up for you. It's good to put your name almost in that scripture. Did not spare his own son, but gave himself up for Hartley Frederick Taylor. Put your name in there, because it was given up for you. That is the truth. He's one and only, this sacrifice for you. And I love what Nat said before, the grand gesture of our God was his son. The grand gesture. St. Augustine says, God loves each of us as if there was only one of us to live. I remember as a young man hearing, I think I read it in a book, it might have been by Max Licardo, um, if God had a fridge, your picture would be on it. I was very young when I've heard that. I've never forgotten it. But I've thought, you know what? That's, that's a perspective to actually take on board. That kind of love if you had a fridge your picture would be on it that is our god and the thing is which is incredible and amazing was really he did that before we do anything in romans 5 it says god's love has been poured into our hearts through the holy spirit who's been given to us what a great sentence that is that God's love can flood our innermost hearts, we can experience His deep love through His Holy Spirit. And it's the ministry of the Holy Spirit to help us to feel God's love. Maybe you need that today, to be filled afresh with the Holy Spirit so you can sense His great love for you. 
And it goes on to say, For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us all that we were still sinners. Christ died for us. He died for us even whilst we were far from him. Even while we were sinning, he died for us. So many things we need to do in life is like you do something and you get the reward, isn't it? You study and you get the certificate or the degree, you, you train and then you get fit and you work and then you earn an income. And there's just, that's just the way it kind of goes through life. Isn't it great that our God, while we were still sinners, he died for us. Before we got there, it's not this big condition that we have to walk through to receive and have his love. There's not this checklist over our lives where you've got to have more ticks than crosses to be accepted and loved by God. He loves you as you are today. As you are today, he loves you. And that is a beautiful thing from our God. And we've got to really get this fully on board. When I grew up, I, uh, you know, like many of us, there's sometimes things that we walk through in life that, I don't know, we, we just carry or things that make us feel a little bit embarrassed. And uh, I just, you know, I've always grown up with pale skin, you know. And I've had to journey through that at times. I was the kind of kid, I was a little bit embarrassed at school swimming carnivals. I'd kind of, you know, stand up behind the blocks and kind of wick the shirt off real quick and dive in and maybe pick, pick the back street so I'd be in the water so everyone wouldn't kind of see this... Uh, flashing bright light from down the <laughs> poolside, which would be my white skin. There was actually one year that I thought, okay, I'm going to get some colour. So I decided to go and uh, do some sun baking out in the backyard. And uh, I'll never forget this because it was like kind of mid-afternoon. I thought, this, this won't be too long. And I remember putting like a stopwatch on to try and time a little bit of front and a little bit of back. And I must have got carried away and I did way too much on my front than my back. And uh, that night I started to get a little bit concerned when white turned into red, like really red. And not only red, but I started to get a blister and it wasn't like, it was like one big blister. Like my whole, it was, it is the last time I have ever purposely been out under that sun on purpose to try and get any form of colour. That was this thing that I carried. And one of the most beautiful things when I met my wife was she just completely accepted me, white skin and all. And she's like, I don't care, Hartley. Like, but it was, it was actually, it's been beautiful that I've carried this and I don't have to like in front of, oh, I'm all, she's just <laughs> accepted me. And it's, it's actually really, and I just, it's really quite godly. <laughs> but it's this acceptance, and that's the God for us. He's good with how we are. He's really good with how we are and how he's made us. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. And I've tried everything. I've tried. I've put on the uh, tanning lotion. That stuff's the worst stuff. I don't know if it's got any better. That stuff's, like, streaky and... So I've just given up and just accepted it. Thank you, Natalie, for accepting me in it. But he loves us as we are before we do anything. Psalms 139. 
just a beautiful reminder of how we are before God. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was being made in secret, intrinsically woven in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw me unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me. When, as yet, there was none of them. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. If I would count them, they are more than the sand. I am awake and I am still with you. What a psalm. Created. Wonderfully created. No mistakes. Created and known and seen and loved. In 1 John, we're reminded of where love originates from. Beloved, let us, this is from the Amplified Version, unselfishly love and seek the best for one another. For love is from God, and everyone who loves others is born of God and knows God through personal experience. The one who does not love has not become equated without God, does not and never did know him. For God is love. He is the originator of love, that is the truth, and is an enduring attribute of his nature. By this love of God was displayed in us, in that God has sent his only and only begotten son, the one who is truly unique, the only one of his kind, into the world so that we might live through him. In this love, not that we love God, but that he loved us, sent his son to be the propitiation, that is, the atoning sacrifice and the satisfying offering for our sins, fulfilling God's requirement for justice against sin and placing his wrath. Our beautiful God, the creator, he is love and he has it for us. God loves us. Nickel Gumbel says this, this is how you know God loves you. The father allowed his son to be taken from his embrace and sent to the cross. Even though we did not deserve it, we are ungodly sinners. Jesus died for us. God did not spare his own son. He loves you that much, that much. It's this great, great love. And for some of us, because of maybe not great human interactions, great relationships, it's not always easy to accept the fullness of this truth. But we need to, we need to accept it and know it's there for us. I remember a time in my life where I was uh, going off uh, to a regional cross-country championship. I I was in year six and I'd I'd won my school race and then I'd gone to the zone race and I'd won that and I was going off to this regional race. and, And I very distinctly remember waiting at my primary school because we were catching a coach, because it was a little bit of a drive to where we were going to go and run this next race. And I can remember seeing my dad pull up. And at that time, there was a whole lot of stuff swirling in our family. And dad wasn't in our home at the time. And I can remember him coming up and 
my dad, I would say, shows loves in certain ways, but I'd never really seen him that emotional. And I remember this time where he came up and he embraced me. And I felt his love so deeply as he was kind of choking and holding back some tears. I, could, I knew he was choking up. And, and I just felt this deep love from, from him for me in this moment. I remember going to that race and just thinking, oh, I'm running for my dad today. I'm running for my I ran as hard as I could that day. Top four in that race, got to go to the state championships. I got fifth. I missed out by one place. But I knew that I could not run any, any harder. But I had really, I had received this on that day from my father and this great love. And, and for some of us, you've had parents or people around you that have loved you deeply. For others, there hasn't been a lot. But my prayer would be that you would sense and you would know the love of the Father that is for you. And always be on the lookout how God will get his message across. Yesterday morning, I, uh, I went for a surf. I hadn't surfed a lot of late. I'd had this big, big break due to some other circumstances. And I, uh, I, I got a bit of a side view from the lookout down to the surf. And I, was, I just want to get in the water. And normally as a surfer, I go and have a, a good inspection to see if the waves are good enough to go out. And this now I'm just going out. So I'm at the car park and some guy pulls up. How is it? I'm like, don't know. I'm just heading out. And I paddled out. And the surf wasn't great. But man, I had this moment in the surf. I literally got a dolphin show, like literally. I'm sitting out there, and there was a long wait between the waves yesterday morning, and a pot of dolphins come up, and like literally myself, my daughter won't like me saying this because she loves dolphins, and I get this experience, like here to there, just right up in front of me, just dolphins, they were everywhere, and then they start like hanging around, and then one came up and just did a little bit of a, just left its head above the water, like, just kind of looking around, I'm getting this. And then some of them started doing the, the flaps of the tail. And then behind me, one does the big thing through. The, and they just hung around, just like, now, my God in heaven knows that my favorite animal is the dolphin. And here I am in the surf, surf slow, not a lot of waves, but I'm just getting a dolphin show right before me. Now, for me, I get a great sense of God's love because he knows the innermost parts of my dreams and desires, and there I am getting a dolphin show before me. Now, I take that on, and I praise my God, and I feel loved by my God. So look out for how He wants to and will get this message across to you to, to bring you to a place of just knowing that you know that you know. All through Scripture, we hear that we are children of God. Yes, we are sons and daughters of the Most High, Almighty God. We are not distant friends. We are not third, fourth, or fifth cousins. We are sons and daughters of God. Sons and daughters. That's like, it can't get any closer. That's where He wants us to be. That's where He wants us to be. Verse 334 of our scripture from Romans 8. Who shall bring any change against God's elect? It is God who justifies, who is to condemn. Who do we find condemning us? Well, Satan condemns, sometimes people condemns, and we condemn ourselves at times. We are often so hard on ourselves, we can get really good at condemning ourselves. But I can tell you today, there is one who is not condemning. 
Jesus said in John 3, 17, 18, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him, whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the one Son of God. Paul earlier in Romans says, There is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We don't have to feel condemned. God doesn't want us to feel condemned. Satan's really good at that. But we lean into God and what he has for us. He's the one where it matters, and that's what counts, and he's not there. And as this passage says, Jesus at the right hand of God is interceding for us. He's just so for us. You might feel like you fail all the time. I haven't done this, or I have done that, or I can never come over this. Jesus isn't out there. He's there cheering you on. He's there for us. Let's sit in that. And verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of God? Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, or danger, or the sword? Paul throws out this question. What can get in the way? It's a list of things here that we often find ourselves in times of trouble and despair that can make us feel far from God. And Paul had literally, apart from that last one, sword, which, you know, they say is meaning to death, he's kind of gone through all of them. So he's speaking. He's speaking from a lot of experience right here. But he wants us to know these things cannot get in the way. Corrie Ten Boom says, There is no pit so deep that God's love is not deeper still. God love is so deep the enemy would always want us to remove us away from knowing and experiencing God's love but it is there for us it is unconditional and he wants us there now in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us it goes on to say we overcome these things not in our own strength not in our own willpower not in our own intellect through him who loved us through him who loved us. For I'm sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Paul makes the case pretty airtight. There's nothing that can get in the way. This love is constant. It always remains. It is there for us. It's not, it's only there when I'm good. God's love is there for us. And we need it and the world needs it. The world needs it. They need to know this is there for them. The Australian Institute of Health and Wherefore state that the leading cause of death for 15 to 44-year-olds is suicide. Isn't that tragic? The leading cause of death for 15 to 44-year-olds is suicide. That is a tragedy in our society. And I'm convinced an answer to this lies in the truth of a person knowing that they are loved by God. That they are loved by God. 
They may think there's no way forward in life, but there is a way forward with God. If you find yourself ever in moments of anxiety or hopelessness, despair, loneliness, allow the Holy Spirit to fill you with his love. It will lift you up. It will lift you up. There is no doubt about it. It will lift you up. So often we're let down by humans, but God wants to come through for us. He does not want to let us down. And we need to live this life with this beautiful assurance, knowing what life can look like when we truly walk in this. It can be so easy in life to work so hard to get others to like us, to kind of like ourselves. And I just think we just got to get this assurance from God. This God assurance for our life. It's going to be a place of fruitfulness. It's going to be a place where we don't waste time and energy on the things that we shouldn't waste time and energy on. Walking tall, knowing who we are in Christ, knowing we're loved by God. Even through all our imperfections, the things that we kind of know we've got to work on. And this is never an excuse to not try and work forward in the things that God's calling us to do and be obedient in other areas of His Word. But I tell you what, it's the basis to help us to do all those things really, really well, to go forward in it. As the band comes up here this morning, I think it's the sweet spot of walking the earth knowing we're a loved son or daughter of the Most High God. It's not about being secure in yourself. It's about being secure in God. Secure in Him. Numerous times in the Word of God, it refers to God's people as the apple of His eye. In the original meaning of the Hebrew, it talks about the little man of His eye. You know when you're so close to someone that there can be a reflection out of the eye? God's attention is on you. His attention is on you. You are the apple of his eye. The apple of his eye. He's focused on you. He's loving you. He's for you. And carry this. The enemy would love for us to hate ourselves. God wants us to love ourselves and we can do it when we know that He loves us. To go and prove a whole lot, just sit in that. Just sit in that. Sit in His great love for each and every one of us. You might carry pain from rejection from others in your life. May you grasp God's love and acceptance for your future today. Just accept it. It's right there. It's right there for you. As I read out in Romans 5.5, God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us through that. So receive it today. God loves you today. He's for you today. Sit in it, soak in it, get a smile on your face. It is a great thing 
It is a beautiful thing, his love for us. Why don't we just close our eyes, bow our heads. We thank you, Lord, for your great love for each and every one of us. We're so grateful. We're thankful. Pray for those of us in the room that might struggle to fully accept this. We pray that today would be a new day. We pray that your Holy Spirit would touch us here today, would fill us, and we would sense and know God's great love for us. We thank you that out of that, we'll be able to, like your word says, love others so beautifully. We thank you out of that as we walk in this truth. We would have such a deep desire to let others know about this, this great truth. For a world that is in chaos, it needs to know this. It needs to know. Help us, Lord, to get that message out. Touch us here today. Fill us. Guide us and lead us. We thank you, Lord. Just while our heads are bowed, our eyes are shut. You may be in this auditorium, you may be watching online, here this morning, and you've never really experienced this love to where it can be experienced because maybe you haven't taken the step of inviting God into your life. that great act of love of him sending his son Jesus to die on a cross was for you. And that was God's way of us being able to be reconnected with him and know that we can spend eternity in heaven with God. And if you're here today and you haven't received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, in a moment I'll give you an opportunity to take that beautiful step, that beautiful step, it's the life-changing decision. There's no grander, bigger decision on planet Earth than this one. And if you haven't taken that step before and you'd like to today in a moment, I'll give you an opportunity. Maybe you've taken the step before, but you've totally slipped away and there's not a relationship right now between you and God through Jesus and you'd like to get things back on track. In a moment, I'd love for you to also respond and say yes this morning. He's with you. He's for you. He sent Jesus for you. It's a free gift, and you can accept it here this morning. So right now, I'd just love to ask across this auditorium, for those online, would you like to receive Jesus today for the first time? Or are you making a decision to come back to him today? Could you just be really bold if that's you here today and say, yeah, help me, that's me. Just slip your hand up one second, pop it back down again. If you'd like to receive Jesus here today as your personal Lord and Savior, to say yes to him coming into your life, this is a decision that makes all the difference. It's the best thing for a human life, inviting Jesus in.
We thank you, Lord, for your great love. We thank you, Lord, for your love for all of us. And we thank you for that act of sending Jesus. May we never forget it. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we stand to our feet right now? As the band leads us in this song, just love to, as we set our eyes on you, be open. Because there could just be some things in there that get in the way of the full revelation that God wants you to have of him. Maybe there's a perception of God that's not based in the principles of the Bible and you've just got to get that out of the way to see him clearly. Maybe you just want a fresh touch here today. Because I tell you what, do you know what comes over your life when you truly feel God's love? I tell you what, there is a deep joy that bubbles out. Because I don't know what else is better to feel in this life than that you are loved by God. And maybe right now is a moment as we worship for you to sense that and get that joy bubbling back out in your life. Because God is for you. God loves you. He is here in this room to come and touch you again here today. So let's lean in right now as we worship Him. So we worship the King.